Hello, everyone. Even though Listen to Your Heart has a musical component, we have to remember that it is first and foremost a show about love, people, and hearts, and listening to those hearts. But some guy in Austin and I take our job very seriously and insist on discussing more than who has the best duet and whose relationship is going to make it. In this episode, we instead discuss important details. Who does Brandon look like? And why is Rudy wearing a chartreuse sweatsuit that makes her look like a homeless glow stick? And how Natasha reminded some guy of an alien eating her prey. But most importantly, we debate the age of one man's toupee and ask ourselves the deep question, does a hairpiece have an expiration date? Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 165 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I am here with some guy in Austin. And we're going to talk about week two of a little show we like to call Listen to Your Heart. Take it away. Everybody likes to call Listen to Your Heart. (laughs) You're supposed to sing. Come on. No, it's not going to happen. I've told you that um, it's just... It's not in my bailiwick. Now, if, if we were you just know, a, little a few bit. beers just... in the karaoke bar, I might give you a few bars of, uh, you know, some Frank Sinatra or something. But Just know. a little bit. Just give me a little, just real quick. Well, I, actually, I would need you here half playing the guitar, and then I would forget the words. <laughs> they made 82 bucks on um, on Venice Beach, though, which wasn't too bad this week. Not bad at all. What do you, so... think, what do you think they spent that 82 bucks on? A uh, cab back to the mansion. <laughs> Okay, let's talk Listen to Your Heart. It's week two. Uh, we, we got a little bit more music in, in this episode, which I personally appreciated. We still don't know how the show works. The only thing they did differently was bringing in new people like they do with Bachelor in Paradise. And I would like to start off talking about Natasha, who was dropped into the middle of the courtyard and... I want to know your initial thoughts of her. Now, remind me, Natasha is the one that comes in 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 the halter top, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the roughly halter top with the mom jeans, and she's immediately nasty to Trevor, who basically seems like a nice guy. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So my initial thought was, and I think I was extremely confused as to why, who's the 21-year-old? Jamie? Jamie. Why she got two dates in a row. I know, Um, unfair unprecedented mm-hmm. right we've never seen that right and um so i was like why is that happening and then when she comes in she's like where's trevor <laughs> um i was like oh here we go um so clearly i guess they didn't expect jamie to be picked for the date on the first week maybe mm. and then they had it they had already had this chick's plane ticket booked and she was already gonna submarine trevor <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. But my initial opinion was she looked older yep. um, than, than a budding pop star, <laughs> like maybe a stage mom, I would have thought. That's what I said. The real exactly. housewives of yeah. Bachelor Nation. Yeah. That's and then, what she looked like. And and then Trevor, hey, it's really nice to meet you. And, and then she just starts dropping, I know so-and-so. Oh, really? That's interesting. And then she says, well, 
can we talk? Sure, but um, can I just get settled in first? And she immediately goes to, no, we need to talk now. I thought it was set up. I thought Well, it- clearly. Here's what we need to say, though. At the very beginning, when she comes in and they're not there, she just happens to say, oh, is this everybody? And then yeah. Rudy, <laughs> who is the group informer, says, no, two people are out on a date, Trevor <laughs> and Jamie. And she goes, Trevor, Trevor. You mean like American Idol Trevor? <laughs> I know him. Okay. You know, American, I, of all the Trevors in all mm-hmm. of California, you yeah. just happened to pick the right one. Come well, on. Yeah. It's just, it was, it, it went over poorly, but I, and I thought that the whole confrontation, um, didn't match with what he had just done on his date, which I felt like, look, he made some mistakes in his last relationship a year and a half ago. And he was fairly honest about that, I thought, on his date. I mean, that would be all I would expect a new date to tell me was, you know, I made some mistakes in the relationship and it just mm-hmm. wasn't working out. I wasn't happy. I would be happy with that answer. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that I don't was, know. Is that a girl thing? Would you be upset if you found out? Well, like you say, the circumstances on how how the pot was stirred is what makes it strange and and hard because – He's out there with Jamie and they're singing for their supper on Venice Beach. They're singing Girl Crush. Again, Jamie is having a hard time singing, which... Remember remembering words. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. But then they get in the hot tub and she wants to... Her whole thing is, I can't have anybody who cheated on me. Everybody, all my boyfriends have cheated on me. I just can't have anybody who cheated on me. In the meantime, we see Natasha over here saying... Oh, Trevor cheated on my friend, Sierra, Sienna, whatever her name was. She He cheated. And so now, like you say, Trevor answers, well, um, made some mistakes in the past and uh, things that I'm not proud of. And so then whenever Natasha goes and she starts telling Trevor, I know who you are. I know what you did. <laughs> Didn't you emotionally cheat on my friend? I know who you are. Well, you've got Rudy telling jamie everything saying he's a cheater and yeah. you know that's all jamie mm-hmm. needs to hear to get horizontal and cry yeah. <laughs> but uh, rudy cleaned up her act a little bit later she actually apologized to what's his face later in the show and i thought that showed some resilience and, and maturity um my favorite quote from rudy this week was look i know him a lot <laughs> whenever <laughs> a girl do. says that, yeah, yeah yeah now we all do but whenever a girl says that to you um i think you should probably just pack up whatever you're doing and <laughs> But in the end of the day, Trevor does go and find Jamie and he said, I did emotionally cheat. I texted with this girl. It was a year and a half ago. Can we still do this? Question mark. Shoulder shrug. And she pulls in and she says, well, of course, because she would rather date the man who he he is today instead of the man he was 18 months ago. Plus, she's $82 richer thanks to that guitar. Yes. And um, she's already done her singing, so now she doesn't have to sing anymore for the rest Mm -hmm. of the 48 hours. And so she, phew, she's done with that. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about the song selection? Girl Crush. I think it was good because it is sultry and soulful and pretty easy to sing and play. Okay. I think that's what they're going for with Jamie. Yes, I agree totally. Tell me what you think about Brie and Chris. They were our second couple to go out on a date to the um, wonderful, glorious Guitar Center. Yeah. Um, I thought the location was cool. 
You did? Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, for musicians, oh. Guitar Center is like the epicenter of everything. And that's like... Um, but you can go to Guitar Center anytime you want. I know, but it's a music theme show. I mean, might as well go. But I, I liked how um, neither one of them really um, appeared to... Well, I guess Chris did, but... Bree didn't really appear to know how to play the guitar. No. Um, she can sing, uh, although I don't think they let her sing an unbridled version of whatever she sings. Um, <laughs> but I will say they had chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they clearly like each other, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly, uh, I'm going to use a word here I don't use often. It was sort of sweet. Oh. <laughs> now ask me if I... If you I'm, have if never I'm, said that in the history I, of our friendship. Now ask me if... Um, Ask me if I'm fully invested in either one of them. Are you fully invested? Of course not. No. <laughs> I, just, I thought they had a nice moment. What? That, although the, the improvisational singing Bachelor oh, lyrics, to, oh, oh God, it was so painful. I actually mm-mm. got up mm-mm. and walked to my kitchen and had to listen to it from a distance mm-mm. Mm-mm. while staring into my pantry because I couldn't watch the TV. <laughs> That's how awkward it was for me. Brie considers herself a lyricist. She does. So she's uh-huh. Drew Barrymore in that movie, Music and Lyrics. And <laughs> but Chris she goes, is um, Grant. Uh, all right. I don't know what that means, but fine. But she goes... Um, oh, there are people nodding their head right now to yep. me. They know exactly what's going on. Right. Well, she goes... Um, she, at one point, um, they were sort of having this playful banter, and he was um, picking away on the guitar there, and they were getting ready to invent lyrics. And she goes... I'm so inspired right now with so many ideas. I was, look, there's a cameraman six inches from your face, and you're in Guitar Center. Um, let's let's not pretend like um, you know you're on a retreat writing a symphony. <laughs> she did say that music is a language, and Chris and I speak it fluently. Yeah, I'm not even. Do you know what that means? <laughs> What did you think about her sad story of her engagement that ended by her calling her fiance saying, I found the dress. And he responds, don't buy it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, I, I, because you, you know what is, you know what would have been awful. No, but she, no, look, that look, the handcuffs are off at that point, right? You're liberated. That look, that relationship if that guy was that miserable and, or that, you know, if that guy could be that upfront with her at that moment, he'd been unhappy for a long time. Trust I me. Guess so. And so, so that's number one. Number two, think of all the tortured artist stuff that oh. came out of her during that period. Mm, mm, mm. You know? Her journal um, was thick of lyrics. Uh, that is a Ritchie, good point. Right. Lionel Richie once said, you don't write love songs from the back of a limousine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the truth. So that guy did her a favor as far as I'm concerned. She saved money on the dress. Um, you know, she got a bunch of material out of it. And she got to meet Chris and Guitar Center and make up a song. Perfect. Yeah. And she's yeah. and I think she poured creamer in her coffee to see what their future babies would look like. What is that? The, the what, pigment what? of their skin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, is she now, do we know how old Brie is? I don't remember how old Brie is. Uh, let me see. I actually pulled it up. She's 28. Mm. Um, that's a little mm-hmm. on the edge of, you know, just discovering yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. learns things about themselves after 28. But look, I think, you know, your your mid-20s is when it should sort of congeal, you know? Well, she lost a year planning a wedding, so <laughs> give her that. <laughs> Can you imagine being there with your mom and you're like, this is the one uh, I'm going to call Steve? And he's uh, like... <laughs> 
You know what else I was thinking of? The 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 attendants at the boutique. What are they supposed to do? <laughs> Just please do not cry on the dress, ma'am. Please right. get out of the dress before the somebody tears. lost the commission. <laughs> That's awful. We're bad people. Okay, let's talk about Julie and Sheridan. He picks her to go on a date with him to iHeartRadio, which uh, you can find I Hate Green Beans podcast on iHeartRadio, FYI. And they do some sort of morning show, I think. I I have no idea how it works. Uh, They are there and the main guy says well why don't the two of you sing a song she looks like she's gonna puke yeah you see the fear in his face yeah i mean can we do we have time to work something i'm like (laughs) you guys are on a music show you think like look i'm friends with several musicians and i often go see live music as you know in austin actually you might have been with me a couple times when this happened but um it's not uncommon to go see like a friend play and then have that friend ask a buddy of yours sitting next to him say hey you want to step up and do one or something mm-hmm. i'm sure that has to any legitimate musician and you got it it's like a comedian having a joke i mean you got to right. have a song in your pocket right right and or, or you just pull out you know um whatever you know girl crush <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was going to ask you what do you think the song is that all musicians know uh, happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> Anything. I mean, you could go, look, here's the bottom line. L- let's just let's just do this in our own lives. I'm not a musician. You're not a musician. But if you went to a karaoke bar, yeah. you could pick out 150 songs on their, their dirty, rolled-up little sheet they give you. <laughs> What's and your song? I, um, I've, well, I've got several. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Right. If you um, had to I, sing right now, what would you sing? Well, I, I, I will, I would do, I can do baby got back fairly well. <laughs> and the reason that's, that's really kind of cheesy cause everyone does that, but I can actually know it and can get through it without laughing or screaming into the microphone or missing words. Good. Um, I also do a lot of Tom Jones. No. Um, uh, what's new pussycat. I know Mm-mm. that one very well. Mm-mm. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple others. Um, I actually do, uh, I know Blake Shelton's the more I drink, which is a, a fun one to do. Uh huh. Um, several Elvis songs. Okay. Um, and then if I really, you know, if I'm in a really kind of crazy mood, I'm doing achy breaky heart. (laughs) Here's what we learned from this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you karaoke-ing so much? You know, there was a day, did I, have I told you about my Elvis impersonation days back in college? Yes. Okay. So I know a lot of Elvis songs just because of that. And I drank for free a lot um, because of that. Um, but, you know, occasionally you get tired of doing the king and you got to branch out. And so, sure. you know, Sinatra and, you know, oh. but, um, okay. you know, when I was last time I was in New Orleans, the, the Alabama and LSU game. And we were all running around down there and we'd stop into this bar and it's it's a um, karaoke bar. And um, I noticed that there were a lot of people with um, Alabama shirts on. And I asked this one young lady. Hey, uh, what's going on here? And she said, oh, this is like a place where all Alabama fans go when they go into the French Quarter, and we're all here to root for Alabama. Hmm. And so at halftime, um, I got up and sang uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Hmm. And as my brother said when I got off the stage, he goes, you're an idiot, but all these people would elect you mayor right now. <laughs> So you got to know your audience, you know, you got to pick the right one. That is true. To that point, I believe Julia knew her audience, meaning herself. 
She knew what she could sing. Sure. I believe she picked the song Bones by Maren Morris because she knew it and she it fit her range. You could tell completely that Sheridan had never heard it, didn't know what he was singing, did a decent job coming in accompanying her, but it was her show. Yeah, it's just the, the lack of rehearsal seems a little, I mean, everything is planned on these shows except for this show. Right. <laughs> it's like, like I said last week, it just seems so hasty. It's like, well, you know, just give them a guitar. They, they'll figure it out. That, that just seems to be the plan, don't you think? It does appear but, that way. But to your point, you know, uh, like we, we said with Ryan last week with John Mayer, like yeah. it, you give that guy like a Prince song to sing, he's probably going to screw it up. You know, it's mm. going to sound terrible, but got to sing within your range. Do you ever watch the show Crossroads? With Britney Spears? No, 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 no. That, that's actually a good show. I've actually <laughs> it is watched a good that movie. show. No, but there's a show where they pair two very oh, dissimilar yes, yes, artists. Yes. yes. Uh, and you really can figure out which ones can really sing like yep. anything. And the, the, the one, the best one I ever saw was, um, it was Dolly Parton and Pat Benatar. Mm. And uh, Pat Benatar has, you know, one range, whatever her genre is rock and roll great but dolly parton can sing Do anything. anything and yeah, she can and play was, any instrument yeah so it's really cool to watch because some people just you know stay in their lane and other people just can do anything but yeah i agree with you she selected the right song mm-hmm. and went with it um and he he did fine he did fine and then the next morning he's writing in his journal about what a wonderful date he had he's you know, putting down some lyrics and how what yeah. rhymes with Julia, uh-huh. and, and, and she we all comes, know where that's going. Right? <laughs> she comes <laughs> up and says, "Hey, last night was fun. I'm just gonna be talking to some more people. Okay, bye." And it's like Brie with the wedding dress all over again. Yeah. He's sitting there going, "Wait, what? Yeah. Huh?" She's like, "Don't finish that last verse." <laughs> I know you don't believe it right now, but I'm about to do you a favor. <laughs> Which made me sad for Sheridan, but at yeah, the same he seems time. Like, like, he needs to update his way. He's got the whole, like like I said, Stevie Ray Vaughan in the Ray 80s Vaughan, look. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he seems like a, like you can see it in his eyes. He seems like a sincere guy, yes. you know, and I really do think he thought that that was a thing. Oh my gosh, he did. Yeah. Julia. Now, not so much. Julia, not so much at all. Because who is she going after? Brandon, of all of people. Of course. What's his deal? I, I don't, don't think he's know. that attractive. I, I don't know. I agree. He, he's got, he, there has to be some sort of charisma that we're we're right. not seeing. Because now, everybody you, is gravitating to him. Now, if you look, well, either that or maybe his dad is like a famous songwriter. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know? His dad produces music <laughs> yeah, for everyone right. on Music Row. Exactly. Um, uh now let me ask you this: If if you were to look at his his headshot, uh-huh. or just look at him in general, um, what name comes to mind? Because I, I had like when I see him on camera, um, there's a name that immediately pops into my head every single time he's on the screen. Rolf. <laughs> like from Sound of Music. Yes. The Nazi. <laughs> Tell me I he guess, doesn't look like Rolf. I yes, he does a little bit. I, I I think he looks like a Skippy or a Skip. Oh, I see what you were doing. Okay. He looks a little, looks a little game show hosty. I see. He's our oldest, right? Our our, our oldest yeah, he's, contestant. Um, <clears throat> Thirty-four. Oh, old man. And well, he, he this show thirty-four. He's fourteen years older than the younger. No thirteen years older. Joke. Than, yeah. And he is with Savannah because she gets a date card and asks him, "How old is Savannah?" Um, Savannah is. Let me look. I got it pulled up here. Savannah is twenty-five. Good for him. <laughs> 
But you know, when you, when you're closer in age to Harrison than you are the mm. youngest contestant, mm-hmm. time to sit next to Harrison at the next obstacle course event and comment on it. You just you <laughs> take yourself out of the game. Or and... you sign up for the Golden Girls version that they keep advertising. <laughs> Is that on yet? No? No, no. Oh. Why don't you tell everybody where Savannah and Brandon went? Because you have a personal connection to that place. So, yeah. So um, there's, there's a bar in L.A. called the Dresden Room. Um, and it's a bar on one side and then a, a restaurant on the other. And um, as you know, I'm a fish, an aficionado of um, live music and dive bars. Mm-hmm. And um, that one, I go to the Dresden every time I'm in L.A. And the funniest part is when they walked in, I thought they're going to see Marty and Elaine who have been playing there for God knows how Ever. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you and I commented that the first time I went there was many, many years ago. And they were also Marty and Elaine were also featured in Swingers, the movie Swingers, yep. which came out in 1996. And hmm. M- Marty was wearing a toupee in 96. <laughs> so you and I deduced that that toupee <laughs> is literally older than some contestants on the show especially jamie yeah it's your, marty's toupee <laughs> is literally older than jamie <laughs> the first few times i went i didn't really want to talk to him they they kind of worked the crowd but I, I would put tips in the tip jar and they would thank me and so like the third about third time i went in there um they were taking a break and they were walking through the bar and i stopped marty and i was talking to him and he was talking to me about nothing like this, you know, our house, this, and just small talk. And then Elaine comes up and kind of grabs him on the sleeve. And I said, Elaine, you know, great set. Hey, can I get a picture? And she looks at me right in the face and she's like, you'll see in the picture, she's like two feet tall. You know, <laughs> she looks up at me and she goes, um, yeah, maybe after we eat. <laughs> she grabs him and they walk off. And I was like, Wow. She doesn't have time for such no, nonsense. No, she's not a very nice person. <laughs> Marty, on the other hand. She got the low blood sugar. <laughs> I guess. Didn't take her medicine. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have a nice experience with Elaine, but Marty was absolutely pleasant. And uh, okay. I'm sure the advice that, that he gave Savannah and what's-her-face or what's-his-face was uh, was pretty solid. Just, you know, listen to everything she says and don't question her. That's right. <laughs> they sang Fever. What did you think yes. about that performance? It was fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was fine. Uh, I can tell Brandon is going to make faces when he sings and that (laughs) might bother me. Yeah. That's going to bother me a lot. Plus he doesn't, he doesn't really look like a folk musician to me, you know? Yeah. I I don't know what his genre is. Does it say? He looks more like the guy I would return my, (laughs) my iPad to when it was broken at Best Buy. (laughs) He... (laughs) He looks like he works at Fingers Furniture <laughs> in the Barca Lounger section. That's, that's right. Yeah, he's getting commission on the, the sale of a two-for-one Barca Lounger. He is a bike messenger. Okay, let's go over the rose ceremony. So those were the people who were featured. So now we're going to quickly zip through who gave roses. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Rudy reconnect, like you mentioned earlier in the show. She was in a chartreuse jumpsuit, I would say, track suit that was unfortunate. It's generous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And they reconciled 
in the midst of it, she slaps him and then says, just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm a lot to handle type. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, she's, she's on the crazy train, but I think that Rudy is going to be able to sing and she's going to be the most comfortable in front of an audience because she's done backup for so long. Right. To- totally agree. And, um, Matt, by the way, who, um, is good in his, in the moments, you know, like he's, he's personable in the camera or whatever. Yes. He's funny. Um, one thing I respected about him is when she just said, look, I got out of hand last night. I'm really sorry. And he just turned to her with, I think was a genuine smile and said, you're good. You know, you're good. Like you could tell he didn't hold a grudge. And I thought, you know, that's, that's refreshing for this show. You know, usually (laughs) like here, he just let it go. And I thought that was, uh, that was a nice quality. So I do agree that they're going to do well. I do too. What do you think about Natasha and Ryan, who is John Mayer and Sean Mendez's love child? I think um, Ryan is going to be stolen by somebody because Natasha, <laughs> yeah. first of all, is five years or six years older than him, and she's a. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to make it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I didn't like Natasha. I thought she was very disrespectful. I thought the yeah. whole you cheated on somebody I knew a year and a half ago without me knowing any of the details about you, and I'm going to come trash your life was very not fun to do. Do you believe that she is attracted to nerdy Ryan as she claims to be? I think Natasha is going to be attracted to whoever she thinks will keep her on the show. Okay. All right. Did you agree with the way she unhinged her jaw and swallowed the bottom of his face in her kiss? Um, it reminded me of, remember that, that um, miniseries V? Nope. The, the sci-fi miniseries where there was really, there were human beings, but they turned out to be snakes and you could peel off their skin. <laughs> and that, that's how they ate people. And that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> you don't remember V? It was like a miniseries. No. Like this just, it was like a sci-fi miniseries on, um, I don't know, on what network. And you, it was like probably like when we were back kids. in the day when yeah, like North we and te- South was on with Ori Main played no, by the wonderful that. Patrick Swayze. No, before okay. that. Before well, that. I was uh, knee high to a grasshopper. I don't know what you're talking about. Please. Mm. Okay. Okay. Becca and Danny, I don't expect you to know who they are, but he gave his rose to her. Danny is the, the, uh, 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 new oh, kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> There's some singing for you. You know, and by the way, you remember the bad words? I was thinking about this because you made me name all of them last week. But um, uh, Donnie Wahlberg was the bad one, right? Like the bad yeah. boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought, you know, he might have said, uh, 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 oh, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but did he, did he really mean it? <laughs> Somebody made a billion That's, dollars on those yeah, lyrics. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Did you notice that it's, Oh, 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 that's five. And then there's, oh, oh, that's five O's too. Oh, okay. I mean, somebody was thinking. So I'm going to call him, should we call him New Kid Danny? Yeah, I think we should call him Jordan Knight. Jordan? All right. So Uh, wait, wait, now who did he give it to? Because I forgot. To that Becca girl who you don't know. She has brown hair, pretty eyes. What's her story? We don't know. We never. Oh we yeah, never yeah, see yeah. Her. She's just sort of in the background. Yeah, she's yeah, musical she's... theater, and she's kind of always there. Yeah, and if she's musical theater, um, that probably means she can sing, mm-hmm. um, show tunes. If I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're on stage, you've got to project, and you've got to, you know, really have a big personality. And right. 
So we'll, we'll have to see her. I am encouraged, though, next week. It appears that there's more than some half yes. performance on a boardwalk. Yes, we are going to have some sort of stage and some sort of judging, it would appear. So I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. Ruby Jane, the new girl who came in with uh, pink uh, hair. Um, I have another weird connection to this show. Yes, she's a, she's a Austin girl. Yeah, right? she's a fiddle, she's a fiddle player, and I've seen her sit in on you know several live. I've never met her or anything, but she's played with friends of mine. So we'll see. Um, Gabe, the Houston guy, get who we don't hear from ever. I don't think he spoke a word. He gives his rose to Ruby Jane, so she gets to stick around also as a new girl. Yeah, that could be a. Uh, sleeper, I think. Maybe. Oh, Gabe. He might be Gabe a sleeper. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah. good one. Of course, Brandon gives his rose to Savannah. Da, da, da. Ooh, yes. now that was a big deal because Julia decided to go tell Brandon that she's he doesn't need to count her out. She thinks he's great. And also well, Savannah doesn't the, really have a personality. That was the meanest move I've ever seen. So they're they're sequestered, right? Because yes. this is a new format. They're sequestered in the ante room. And <laughs> and, and um that's the proper nomenclature for <laughs> for what's going on there, by the way. And uh, and so then they have to sort of listen to what they're they're not listening to their heart. They're listening to the hall at that right. point yes. to see Who's coming around the corner? And they they speculate, they guess. Well, is is Natasha going to give her rose to so and so? But why do they cry when people come around the corner? <laughs> because they're doing process of elimination. And so if Brandon gives it to Savannah, then they're wondering, well, who's Sheridan going to give it to? Of course, he's going to give it to Julia because he still has hope and he's listening right. to his heart, which means. Mel has to go home, and she was beloved. Um, but Mel was fine. How, how did you feel about the the one off in the uh-huh. ante room when she pulls him aside and says, "Hey, it's still on. Don't forget about oh. me." I thought that was a terrible. <laughs> I mean, at, at the very least, that's poor timing. Yeah, Brandon, right? like, you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, tell, I'm sorry. Tell everybody what happened. We're we're assuming everyone watched well. it. But... <laughs> You know, you and I were the only ones yeah. who did. And yeah. Laura and Todd and Amy, I know yeah. for sure, yeah. are watching it. Hi, um, Laura. Hi, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is the one who told me that um, Jamie has a decent voice. She just doesn't know how to use it. Now, Amy's musical, so I always listen to what she says. Anyway, Mel, for some reason, has decided that she loves Brandon with her whole heart, but he's a hot commodity. She said it several times. Mm. And so she just decides to listen to her heart and go into the, what do you call it? The ante room? Ante room, yeah. The ante room and and spill her guts to him. Mm -hmm. And then she semi-pounces, not in a Natasha Puma to the weakling way, but she (laughs) semi-pounces on Brandon just so she can... Yeah. Put it all out there and say that she did it. And, oh, I kissed him. And uh, he would have picked Julia before Mel. He picked Savannah. I'm sure Na- Natasha might have gotten in there before Mel. Mel was just the friend. And I'm wondering if Mel has ever been in a serious relationship before because she took it hard. Yeah, she I took think that 48-hour non-existent <laughs> relationship hard. You know what's interesting to me? You know, to be like creative musician types, a lot of these folks are not really emotionally. I don't, the stable's not the word. They're, they're all emotionally vulnerable. 
Right. Which I think is interesting because creative types are often emotionally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what we were seeing with Mel was um, I don't think we were seeing the I didn't get the opportunity to boost my career. I think she was genuinely hurt. Now, I think when Natasha goes home, we're going to see – um, I can't wait to see how many people are following me on Instagram. She is there for the proverbial wrong reasons. <laughs> yes. And also to add on to what you were saying, I feel like I've said this before. It's like summer camp. It's theater camp. Right. It's music yeah. camp. And so Mel is surrounded by a lot of people who are passionate about what she's passionate about. And yeah. so it's just heart wrenching, gut wrenching when one of them has to leave. Yeah. And that's why you have all the tears. Do you feel like um, I feel like this is kind of like when um, you go to like a, a basketball game and, and you're watching the, the, the JV team play really waiting yeah. for the varsity to come play? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's not really good basketball, you know, but you're there to support. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I kind of feel with these folks. Like they didn't even give them a but with the courtesy of a wardrobe. You know, they're all wearing their there's no obviously no iron in the mansion. Um so <laughs> the chartreuse tracksuit is yeah, what I, I just, keep I going don't, back some to. Some of these outfits, like, like Julia dresses like she has a job. <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, you know, Ryan dressed oh. like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah, Savannah dresses like a, oh. a woman of the night. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sheridan dresses like uh, he, it, you know, they haven't made clothes since 1985. <laughs> Well, along with Mel, we have Cheyenne who left and Mariana. Mariana was a new one who we didn't even talk to. She came in with Ruby Jane. She I felt bad for she Cheyenne. She walked right back out. <laughs> Cheyenne yeah, didn't get any time either. It, well, just, uh, what's her face? Mariana got like three drinks and she's out. <laughs> yeah. Bye. In your opinion of this episode, who hit the high note? Two people. Yes. Rudy, I thought, redeemed herself from her Interesting. derailment. Okay. And and uh, and the Mohawk guy, Matt. Matt is that his name? Yeah. The guy. Yeah, I like. I, I uh, Matt took a dip, right? Because he did the controversial dating thing that Julia called him out for. Right. But I thought both of them turned it around, reconciled like adults, and appeared to both be nice people this week. Awesome. So now, that's if you my high had, note, that's your high note. Those are good high notes. That's good. Now, if you had to give. Mel, I'm going to choose her as one of our rejects. If you had to play a swan song, some outro music for Mel, what would that be? Hmm. Um, the first thing that strikes me is I'm going to stay with the Roxette theme. Now, Roxette, they do Listen to Your Heart, right? Yes. Um, but they also sing It Must Have Been Love, but it's <sighs> over now. Oh, that's so good. There you have it. Hey, thank y'all for listening. And thanks to some guy in Austin for humoring me again by watching the show. I know I'm making you do it, so I appreciate it. Make sure to check out the show notes for all sorts of fun links, including the songs featured in the episode, the trailer to the incredible music and lyrics movie, which he knew nothing about, and a deep dive into Crossroads, plus an explanation of the V miniseries. 
If you're interested in reading a recap of Listen to Your Heart, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com and click the recap section. And while you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. I shared some exciting news with those folks a few weeks ago, which was super duper fun. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Thanks. And make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever.